Anybody, anybody ever changed their plans in 2020? Uh, sometimes it's small things that our plans change. Uh, you had planned to go eat here, but you got there and there was an hour wait, so you thought, well, no, let's, let's go over there. Um, plans change. That's what they do consistently. Plans are always changing. If you're, uh, if you're married and you've never received the phone call or the text that said, hey, plans have changed, then are you really married? Like, can, are you a couple if you don't, at least weekly, sometimes daily, get the, hey, plans have changed. Like, you got to take the oldest to soccer practice. I'm taking the, the middle to the orthodontist. We're going to lock the youngest in the house and hope for the best, right? Like, you just always change. Couples always trying to figure out how things are changing. Plans change. They're, they're constantly evolving. Um, we, we changed a lot this year. There was a lot of change uh, this year. Uh, you remember back to spring break, you had plans in April of 2020 for spring break, and those all got changed. Um, some of you, your summer vacation got changed. Uh, oh, we're going here. No, we're not. They're closed. They're, we can't go there. Um, things have just changed. My, my um, oldest was going to Disney in May for her 21st birthday. That changed. We, we, were, we had a family vacation planned in Myrtle Beach. Uh, in July, many of you know that it changed. Uh, some of you had a cruise booked. How did that work out? Like in cruise 2020, that didn't work out so well. Yeah, ch- change, what, what do they say? The, the only constant in life is change. And, and sometimes it's relatively small things where we're going to eat. Even vacations in the grand scheme are relatively small things. Sometimes it's not small things at all. Uh, sometimes it's rather large things. You, you had planned to be at that company for 20 or 30 years, and five years in, things changed. Right? You thought this was going to be your career, and, and things changed. Th- things are always changing. Um, e- even our best plans. Right? It's, why, it's why we quote the Robert Burns poem. Right? The, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. And we look at 2020 and things went really awry. What, whether you know what awry means or not. Things went awry in 2020, definitely. That, that, that doesn't mean we shouldn't plan. Okay? The, the Bible says there's wisdom in planning. It's just that we have to plan with the understanding that things could, likely, will, in some way, change. We we lack the ability as humans to see the future, right? If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we don't know the future. We, we have no idea what is going to happen next or next week or next month or, or next year. And because of that, we live with this constant realization that things are going to keep changing. But, but here's the other side of that. While things are constantly changing for us, Plans are constantly changing for us. The plans of God never change. Like what God is accomplishing, God's ultimate plan that, that He is working out in this life and that He will bring to completion in the next life, the plans of God, they don't change. The way we accomplish the plans of God may change. The tools we use to accomplish the the plans of God may change, but the ultimate plans of God given to us in His Word, they don't shift around. They don't change. So, so what are some of those? What does that look like? The plans of God. Fortunately, they're not a mystery. 
If you read and study the Bible, the plans of God aren't a mystery. There are clues all throughout the Bible, not just clues. There's very clear statements of God saying, these are the plans. Just do this. I want to mention a couple of those, a couple of aspects of the plans of God. Uh, The first one we're going to look at is in, in Matthew, the very last chapter. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew's the first book of the New Testament. Go to the last chapter of the first book of the New Testament. Matthew chapter 28. These are some of the last words that Jesus said when he was on earth. This is uh, verse 16. Matthew 28 verse 16. The eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Before we get, get to the plan, let's deal with that, but some doubted. By this point, the disciples, the 11 minus Judas, the 11 disciples had been with Jesus for over three years. They had heard him teach. They they had watched his ministry. Uh, He had died. He had come back from the grave. He had appeared to them multiple times, often in very spectacular ways. And we still read in Matthew chapter 28, some of them were still confused. Some of them still didn't get it. Some of them still doubt. Even the disciples weren't 100% clear on what Jesus was up to. So, that means you and I don't have to know everything in order to participate in God's plan. Like you and I don't have to have everything figured out about God and Jesus and the Bible and where we stand theologically and how, what do we think about this issue. Like we don't have to have it all figured out in order to join the plan. We just have to commit to the plan. That was this, the, the disciples. They didn't understand everything. They didn't know everything. And yet, Jesus still gives them the plan. And we're the same way. We don't understand everything. We don't have everything figured out. We're not all perfect, all-knowing scholars when it comes to the Bible. And yet Jesus looks at you and me. Jesus looked at Journey and said, but here's the plan anyway. Even though you don't understand everything, here's the plan. Just go work the plan. And here's the plan. Next verse. Then Jesus came to them, the doubters, the confused, those who had a bunch of questions. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, the very end of the age. To a group of guys who were confused and had a bunch of questions, even had some doubts, Jesus said, just go tell people about me. That's the plan. Just go tell people about me. Just everywhere you go, let people know about me. Introduce them to Jesus. Make this, help them grow up. If they believe, baptize them, teach them, help them mature in their faith. Just keep talking about Jesus. That was the plan 2,000 years ago, and the plan hasn't changed. Therefore, go and just keep talking about Jesus. Keep introducing people to Jesus. Keep helping people learn more about Jesus, grow more in Jesus, mature in Jesus. Go advance that plan. That's the plan. Hasn't changed. 
Don't, don't go advance your opinions, your preferences, your political party. Don't go advance those things. Go advance Jesus. Tell others about Jesus. And you know what? 2020 hasn't altered that plan as far as what's supposed to be accomplished. Maybe it's altered the way we accomplish that plan. Hasn't changed the plan. 2020 has not impacted that plan. The election hasn't impacted that plan. The pandemic hasn't impacted that plan. The plan is still the same. Go make sure as many people as possible know about Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations. Nations is the word ethnos. Every ethnic group, every people, every language, every race, every country, every person. Cross barriers, break down stereotypes so that more and more people would know the name of Jesus. That's the plan. And maybe your part in the plan isn't to go to another country. Maybe your part in the plan is to make sure your neighbor knows Jesus. To make sure your co-workers have an opportunity to meet Jesus. To make sure your family members know that you know Jesus and you want them to know Jesus. Maybe that's your part in the plan. Plan's the same. I uh, <clears throat> preached a funeral for... Uh, my 49-year-old cousin on Friday who died of cancer uh, last uh, Monday morning. And she had, a, she had a friend that she had worked with for a long, long time. And this friend, prompted by the Holy Spirit, in the last few days of my cousin's life, went over to her house and she said, Tina, I just need to know, are you sure you know where you're going to go when you die? I just... I need to know. I need to hear it from you. Are you sure? Listen, the plan of God is that there would be more people, humble, compassionate, loving enough to go to people that they care about and say, I just want to know that you're sure. I just want to know that you know Jesus. And when you leave this world, maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's 100 years from now, when you leave this world, I want to know that you're sure where you will spend eternity. That's the plan. Go and make disciples. Bring more and more people to Jesus. And maybe your place is here. Maybe it's where you work. Maybe your place is another country. Maybe God's going to raise up people out of journey and send them to other nations or to other states or to other contexts or to other cities where he needs people who will follow the plan. Maybe God's going to do that with some of you. Maybe God's going to send you out to make disciples of all nations. The plan is not changed. The plan won't change until Jesus returns. How else does God describe his plan? Micah 6, 8. God has shown you, O humans, people, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? What's the plan? Here's the plan. To act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. What does God want from you? What does he require of you? What is his plan for us is we would act justly. We stand up for the oppressed. We stand up for the powerless. We stand up for the defenseless. We would act justly. We would love mercy that compassion would drive us and flow out of us. That we would walk humbly with our God. We would set aside the arrogance of this world. We would walk humbly with God. 
That's the plan. We're winding down 2020, and the only frightening thing about winding down 2020 is we don't know what 2021 is going to be. I think for a while we had this wonderful thought that at midnight on January 1st of 2021, everything was going to be perfect, and now it's almost here, and we're not so sure anymore, are we? I did something um, risky. I'm not a big risk, risk taker, but I did something risky uh, this past week. I bought a 2021 planner. <laughs> and when I bought it, I thought, you know, this didn't work out so well last year. Everything I wrote in here just kind of didn't work. But I got, but I got this calendar, and, and I haven't made a lot of plans. Empty, right? Arrington's, like I don't have any plans. Uh, not a lot of plans. Um, you know what God's plan is for June 8th? I don't have anything on June 8th, but God's got something on June 8th, and it's they tell people about Jesus, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Like that's on June 8th, God's planning book. Um, September 12th, anybody birthday? September 12th, I haven't written it down yet. You can, I'll, I'll take care of that after the service. But September 12th, I don't have anything. It says here it's Grandparents' Day. Um, which I'm sure comes after Left-Handers Day and Peanut Day, and there's so many days these days. I don't have anything on September 12th. You know what's on here from God? God's plan is tell people about Jesus, act justly, walk humbly, love mercy. Every day, God's plan, this is God's plan for us. That we would tell people about Jesus, that we would act justly, we would love mercy, that we would walk home. That's the plan. Just, just keep working the plan. Day after day. After, and, and nothing's going to happen next year that's going to change that plan. Now, sometimes I make the mistake of writing my plans in pen, which always means they're going to change. Like, I don't have a pencil, so, well, this is pretty definite. I'm going to write 100% chance that one's going to change. God's plans are in pen. It doesn't matter what happens in 2021. His plan is going to be, be the voice of Jesus, be the feet of Jesus, be the hands of Jesus, let people know about Jesus, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly in pen every single day of next year. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to change his plan. The election didn't change his plan. Pandemic doesn't change his plan. When's there going to be a vaccine? Not going to change his plan. What do I think about vaccine? Not going to change his plan. Nothing's going to, another pandemic. Oh, please, let there not be another pandemic. Whatever happens in 2021 doesn't change the plan of God that you would tell people about Jesus. You would stand on the side of the oppressed. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. That's the plan. In pen, every day, every day. Another part of the plan, James chapter 1, verse 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. What's the plan? To care for those in need. That's the plan. Hadn't changed. 
since James wrote this, hasn't changed, not going to change. 2020 didn't change it. 2021 won't change it. Nothing's going to change it. The plan is that you and I would care for the defenseless and the marginalized and the oppressed and the poor and the forgotten and the fatherless and the widow. That's the plan. Isaiah said it this way in chapter 1. Wash, make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. And this is how you learn to do right according to God speaking to Isaiah. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. What's the plan? It's right there. It's not a mystery. When God gave his plan, it wasn't like an escape room, right? Where you had to kind of piece the puzzle together. Got to find all the clues, put all the clues together. God was very clear about his plans. Tell people about Jesus. Act justly. Love mercy. Walk humbly. Defend the oppressed. Care for the fatherless and the widow. This is the plan. Hadn't changed, not going to change. As, um, as people, and specifically, let me talk to us, as, as Christians, this year has stirred up emotions and opinions and conflict in a way like I have never seen before in my life. Right? I, think, I think we all agree, you know. That's like the word unprecedented. Right? It's just stating the obvious. It, it has stirred up sides and, and passions and, and finger pointing and, and emotions unlike any year I've seen. And as a result, we've gotten distracted, I think. We've gotten distracted from just the bare essence of the plan that God is calling us to. And I'm not saying other things are not important. I'm not saying other things aren't serious. But I think we need to take a deep breath as we wind down 2020 and begin 2021. And we need to reassess what we're going to pour our heart and soul and passion and energy into. What is going to move us? What are, we, what are we willing to argue about? Where are we going to take our stand? And I think maybe we planted our feet some places this year that we need to abandon going into next year. We just need to abandon those hills and come back over to caring for the orphan and the widow and the oppressed and the poor and the homeless. To, to ask him myself, am I, am I actually on the side of justice right now? Do I, do I love showing compassion to people? Am I walking humbly? Am I advancing the name of Jesus? Maybe, I mean... If we took the emotion and passion that we put on other things in 2020 and we reset them to the plan of God in 2021, what might God do with us? You saw in the video at the beginning, those are all people in our church, members of our church who serve God faithfully on the front lines 
of nonprofit ministries that do ministry here locally, they do ministry uh, in our state, in our nation, and some of them even around the world. And for that group, they've had very little time to engage the arguments that a lot of us have engaged in 2020 because they've just been too busy with ministry. Like the need has gone like this in 2020. The demand to care for the poor, to look out for the orphan, to figure out how to do it in the craziness of 2020 has gone through the roof for them. And maybe what they've been giving their heart and energy to is what all of us should be giving our heart and energy to. Uh, many of them have been strained because financial resources have become a challenge. Uh, we've all felt it personally. We, we've seen it in our economy. But nonprofit ministry has really felt the weight of this. And, and I want you and I to care for the things that those people care about because I think those people are caring about the things that are on the heart of God. As we look to 2021 and who we're going to be as a church and where we're going to put our energy and focus, um, I want to mention three areas that I believe God is calling us to as a church to, to put renewed energy into for 2021. And and this is going to shape the direction of our 2020 Christmas offering. If you haven't been with us before, every year as we come to the end of the year, we encourage our people to give above their offering, uh, if they're able to, for some specific ministry that's going to launch us into the next year. It's going to set us up to be able to do more ministry in the next year, and we're going to begin launching that now and through December, and, and maybe you're able to give a gift towards this, or uh, maybe you do an end-of-year special gift, and, and it would go towards this. Our direction in 2021 as a church, and, and the focus of our Christmas offering is these three areas, on campus, online, and on mission. On campus, online, and on mission. Let me explain, explain those three areas. One of the things 2020 has taught us hopefully, is we need each other. We need to see each other. We need to be with each other. We need to sit in each other's living room. We need to go to Chili's together. We need to look eye to eye with each other. Now, one of, one of the things, all the students are amening the Chili's. Yeah. Hey, after church, let's go to Chili's. Yeah. Um, on, uh, one of the things that... Um, 2020 keeps prompting in us is this need to be with real people. Many of you, uh, after you came back for the first time in person, I saw you in the hallway, or you emailed me later in the week, or we talked on the phone, and your comment was, I forgot how much I needed this. Or, I forgot how different it is to actually sit in the room and not just watch it on, on the computer. I've forgotten that I need to be with people. 
I need to see people. We forgot some of that during the middle of the shutdown and we were all in our homes and everything was online. In 2021, here at Journey, we want to rebuild our on-campus ministry because we feel like we need to be together. We need to sing together. We need to pray together. We need to worship together. We need to be in community groups together. We need to be doing ministry together, side by side, together. And so we're refocusing on what of our on-campus ministries can we increase? Can we do better? Can we be more effective at? At the same time that that is true, there are also many people who are still hesitant to come back inside to our auditorium. Uh, There are many people because of their age, because of their physical condition, because of concerns that they have related to the virus. They just aren't ready to come back. And and let me be honest, I I can't tell the future any more than you can. I don't know where this is headed, right? Numbers are not going in the right direction right now. I don't know what's going to happen uh, in the future. I just know we need to be together. Um, I I think we should be careful uh, personally or as a church saying, well, we won't won't do this or we're always going to do this. We don't know what the next few weeks hold. We don't know what the next few months hold. We're going to continue to try to make the wisest decisions we can as we move to the future. But the reality remains we need each other. For many of the people who aren't ready to come back inside, we have seen a willingness to come back to outside events. Right? We, at our outdoor service, we had tons of people come who had never come to an indoor service. And many of them still haven't come to an inside service. Uh, we did, uh, um, uh, Jennifer in our Journey Kids ministry did a fall festival and people were spread out and families were at separate tables. Many people who haven't come back inside came to that outside Event. We had an outside women's event a few weeks ago. Tons of ladies came to participate in something. They felt comfortable. So we want to increase our on-campus ministry, but we also want to find ways to get people back together, even if they don't want to come inside. So with a third of our Christmas offering, one of the ways we're supporting that with our Christmas offering is we're going to take a third of our Christmas offering and, and we're going to build an outdoor small pavilion and a children's playground next to it so that families, teenagers, children's ministry, um, community groups, a women's Bible study could come meet at the pavilion. Kids could play on the playground and people could come back together. People could do lunch after church on Sunday out there. People could do lunch on Thursday. Uh, just a way to draw people back together, that we spend time, we, we, we spend our life connected to one another. We're going to be committed in that way through the Christmas offering, but in other ways in 2021 to on campus. Now, when we say on campus, I don't just mean financially contributing or even you physically being here. We need more volunteers. We just do. Um, we've had to take kind of this staggered approach to reopening, and it was slow. And most people initially said, 
well, I want to come back and try it out. I just want to come to the service and I want to leave. And we totally understand that. But we're at the point now where the people coming back, they're starting to be this critical mass, but not everybody's ready to serve. And so our children's ministry, they need some people who will lead our kids on Sunday and Sunday morning and Wednesday night. They need some people who will be in a classroom because we have families slowly starting to trickle back, but not all of our volunteers in that area have come back. Some of our volunteers in kids' ministry are older and they're not ready to come back. But if you're ready to come back, we need some help in kids' ministry. We need more greeters and more ushers and uh, more people to work at the coffee bar, more people to serve at guest services. All of our ministries are rebuilding. I don't know how else to say it. Like we're rebuilding from the ground up in a lot of ways. And a part of emphasizing being on campus in 2021 is asking, okay, where are you serving if, you're, if you are coming back to campus? Because we got to plug you in somewhere. On campus, the second focus is going to be online. 2020 also taught us how effective which we knew, but this highlighted the effectiveness of online digital ministry to advance the name of Jesus, to, to advance the ministries of our church, to disciple people through the internet, through online worship services and prayer services and groups Zooming together. And so in 2021, we not only want to grow our on-campus ministry, we want to grow our online ministry. Back in March, everything went online, and uh, because we have Zach Orr on staff, he was able to take duct tape and chewing gum and the equipment that we have and make it look like we knew what we were doing, but it required a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of energy that we could do more efficiently, we, Zach could do more efficiently if we provided better equipment. And so with a third of our Christmas offering, trying to set up better online ministry in 2021, we want to upgrade our equipment to be able to live stream our whole service. Now, we didn't plan it this way, but we, we tried to go back to live streaming the message today and had a whole bunch of problems with it. So let me underscore the need for us to upgrade our production equipment so that our online presence can be more effective at advancing the name of Jesus here locally. We have people who have connected to our church through online that have never attended our church. We have people who have visited our church since we reopened who connected to us through online. So we know this is a valuable part of the plan in the, in the day and time that we live in, and we want to do it as well as we can. Now, that also is not just money, that's people. We currently don't have enough volunteers to run it. So, if you can click a mouse, we could use you. Um, if, if you have some experience mixing audio, we could use you because we've got to mix a separate audio feed for online. Um, if, if you would be willing to help host the chat. This is one of the things we want to improve with our new equipment, is the ability to interact with people who are worshiping with us online. How do we have a conversation with them? How do we direct them to a private room where somebody can chat with, where somebody can pray with them 
online? How, how do we answer questions effectively in real time? That's what this equipment will allow us to do. And the platform will allow us to do. But we need people on the other end of that. So we need volunteers there as well. We're going to emphasize on campus. We're going to emphasize online in 2021 and in our Christmas offering. And then thirdly, we're going to emphasize on mission. On campus, online, on everything we do, we want it to be pointing to God's plan and God's mission. And specifically, we want to increase our support of ministries like the ones you saw at the beginning of the service. We want to increase it, number one, through next year's budget. And I'll, I'll talk more about that later. But we, we have increased our missions budget for next year so that we can resource more agencies and the ones that we currently resource uh, even better. But we want to take a third of our Christmas offering and give it away. We want to make an extra gift to our ministry partners and some other mission agencies as we close out 2020. As you heard some of them say, the need has gone up and the resources have gone down. Maybe you know this. Maybe you've been in church world long enough. But when churches are squeezed financially, economically, as a lot of churches have been this year, they pull back on what they're giving away, right? Because they have to pay the bills. You got to keep the lights on. You got to pay the mortgage. You, you got to pay the staff, right? So that typically churches will start pulling back on money for missions or money for nonprofits or, or ministry money that they're giving away, right? I'm not making a judgment on that. I'm just telling you this is the world. This is the way it works. Um, I'm grateful to God and I'm grateful to you. We never even had to consider that this year in Journey. Right? We have supported all of our ministry uh, partners to the fullest extent that we intended to at the beginning of the year. We didn't pull back. We didn't cut back. We didn't stop giving to any of our ministry partners. As a matter of fact, we found other ministry partners to give to because your giving was so faithful. We gave over $5,000 to Fish and Monroe when they were trying to get the lunch program started early. Remember when school shut down, Fish stepped in and started providing lunch uh, for kids. And then the schools stepped back in and took over some of that. We, we gave over $5,000. We gave over $4,000 to pastors in Uganda that, was, that were having trouble finding food to feed their villages. You did that. We started finding other agencies and saying, hey, let's give to them. Hey, let's give to them. Hey, let's give to them. What I'd like for us to do with a third of our Christmas offering is to make another gift to the people that you saw in the video and others. Um, many of them, their budgets rely largely on an annual banquet, an annual fundraiser. Like if you're in nonprofit world or you're familiar with it, you know how it works. They have a big banquet and they cast vision and they tell what their ministry is doing and people give to it. Almost none of them were able to do that this year. Right? They had to either do online or they just had to cancel. I would love for Journey to step in at the end of this year and say to our ministry partners and submission agencies and maybe a few new ministry partners, hey, it's been a tough year. We love you. Keep it up. We want to give to you. Because God's plan is not going to stop in 2021. The needs are not going to stop in 2021. Our calling to defend the oppressed, to stand up for the poor, to care for the orphan, not going to stop in 2021. 
And, and I'm praying that through some work of God's Spirit, that churches around the world, but particularly churches in our country, will realign their heart, their passions, their energy, their commitment to what God said the plan was. Not anything else that might happen in 2021. God, what is your plan? And I want to talk about your plan more than I talk about other things. I want to get passionate about your plan more than I get passionate about other things. I, I want to get stirred up about your plan more than I get stirred up about other things that may happen in our world. This is the plan of God. It is unchanged. It is not optional if you're a follower of Jesus. You don't get to opt out of the plan. To follow Jesus is to commit to the plan. So let's commit. God, we, we ask that as we draw closer to the end of the strangest year we've ever lived through, that we would re-examine our own hearts. And can we honestly say that my greatest efforts, my greatest energy, my, my greatest passion, the, most of the mental and emotional space in my life went to the plans of God this year. Can we honestly say that? And if it didn't, can we be different in 21? Can we just decide today everything starts with the plans of God? It comes first in every way. And I'm not going to get drawn away to other things. As, as James said in the verse we read, I'm not going to get polluted by the world. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. Help us to do that as individuals, God. Help us to do that as a church. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.